Imagine, if you will, taking a journey to the furthest boundaries of thought, where walls stand to contain what you think of as known reality. Imagine now, discovering that these walls are nothing but thoughts, made up to limit your experience as conscious being. These walls, when seen, crumble into the sea of nothing from whence they came, revealing what we refer to here as the Miracle Soup. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Miracle Soup with your host, Christoph Heinen. Today's guests are Suzanne Sullivan and Andres Villa. Suzanne is a Course of Miracles teacher. She has been living with um, David Hoffmeister, who is a very well-renowned course teacher, um, She's been living with him for 10 years and really has gone deep into this incredible body of work called A Course in Miracles, um, which for those of you who have not heard of A Course in Miracles, I don't even know how it's possible, but uh, that's not an insult, by the way, but um, it's just a, such a profound um methodology of unwinding the limiting beliefs that keep us from experiencing our true nature, our true state of, of contentment and peace. Um, and the course is, is basically a guide to help, um, remove these blocks to our experience of love in, in, in our lives. So, um, the course is something that really grabbed me years ago pardon my phone there, um, years ago, maybe 15 years ago, and when I first started reading it, I had no idea what it was talking about. It's like, it's it uses sort of a Christian language, a lot of he and Lord and Savior and atonement and all these things, and I really didn't get it. I would read pages and pages and think, what am I reading this for? But something in me, I, I could really feel something there in the course. And as I just kept plugging away and kept reading, gradually little passages would, would start to like really make profound sense in my life um, to the point where I'd you know, start noticing tears running down my face with some of the, some of the insights I was having with, with the course. Uh, it's all about the importance of finding your own inner guidance system. It's all about the importance of forgiving those who harm you because they are your saviors. They are there to show you your dark spots. And this really ties in with our interview with Paul and the Watiko episode. And, and he even mentioned the course, um, Paul being himself a course student. So you'll see um, the Course in Miracles popping up all over the place. You know, Eckhart Tolle has referenced it, Wayne Dyer, a lot of most major teachers out there. I've at least had some kind of interaction with the course. So it's really a profound text. And so I, I reached out um, to David's group, Living Miracles, and um, which this episode is not a part of, by the way. Suzanne was very clear about that. Um, but th they suggested I interview Suzanne and, and she, she raised her hand and she was willing to come on board for an episode. Thank you so much, Suzanne. And while we're at it, we thought, well, you know, she offered, hey, you know, I noticed on your podcast, you do work with plant medicines. And, and we've got this guy, Andres Villa, who, who 
who works with ayahuasca, and we're sort of bringing Course in Miracles and ayahuasca together in some retreats and some uh, offerings to the community. And, and how about if he comes on too? And I thought, that would be sweet. Let's do it. So we did. And what you're about to hear is that, is what happened. So um, I really appreciate Suzanne. She's she's soft-spoken. And in this recording, once again, you know, I've got this microphone I'm working with, which I really like. At the same time, it makes me sound a little loud. And I'm still working with, you know, different channels and that kind of thing. So I apologize, guys. My voice is just a little boisterous. Plus, I get really excited in these interviews. It's just, I'm so stoked to be talking to these people. And, and, and I get, like, loud and I talk fast. And I hope you bear with me. You know, Andreas and Susanna's voice is a little softer. They're just using their computer mics. And maybe I should have done the same. But, you know, I'm, I'm learning here and I appreciate your patience. Um yeah, lots of great little nuggets in this in this uh, conversation. Um, for those of you who are interested in Course in Miracles, I'm including uh, references to um, Living Miracles and Suzanne's information uh, in the show notes, so make sure to check that out. Also, if you haven't done so already, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ladies and gentlemen. So in order to promote these conversations and spread this consciousness far and wide, which is um, something that I know brings us all a lot of joy, is to um, help other people to unwind their minds from these states of suffering they find themselves in. So without further ado, let me introduce Suzanne Sullivan, Andres Vela, and this episode entitled The Course and Ayahuasca. Om Namah Hey, thank you so much for coming on Miracle Soup today, Suzanne and Andres. I really appreciate it. Mm, it's beautiful to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Awesome. You know, I was um, not expecting this at all. I, I, it's been a dream of mine to somehow unite these amazing tools that we have, Course of Miracles and Ayahuasca, for years. And when Susanna, you emailed me, I was just, I was just so blown away and so excited. So at the same time, I didn't really like this is kind of out of my um, frame of reference. So I was kind of having a hard time coming up with questions, you know, because mm. I've never even heard of these two things being talked about in the same um, <laughs> parameters before. It's like, yeah. this is like groundbreaking to me. It's so awesome. But, but I guess the way that I'd want to start is just I, I, I want to hear basically how A Course of Miracles has helped you both in your life. If you just want to start there, I, I like hearing sort of um, sharing stories, and, and that's what I'm, um, I'm curious about. Maybe, Suzanne, do you want to start? Sure. Um, I, I guess because we're, we're kind of bringing the two together in this kind of groundbreaking way, and, and it feels like that to me, too. Um, I was a student of A Course of Miracles. I had tried lots and lots of paths uh, in my journey through life, and Eventually, uh, I heard spirits say, you have to choose one, just choose one, because I was like at the smorgasbord of, you know, all the spiritual teachings out there and trying everything on, right? Yeah. And, um, and so I, I decided to get more serious about the Course of Miracles and actually practice it. And, uh, and during that time, uh, a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to try 5-MeO-DMT. And, <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I prayed about it deeply. I really didn't take it lightly at all. And this was back in 1998. So very few people had even heard of it compared yeah. to today. 
And so I prayed about it and I did hear, yes, go forward with it. And so I did. And it was, um, I don't know if you've ever done that before. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I went through the threshold. I merged with, you know, all of, all of, uh, all that is. And of course the words fail, right? You can't really mm -hmm. use human words to express what the experience was because there's literally no self left. And when I came back into this realm, um, I really felt like I had gone too far. Like I had, I had experienced something that made all of this look so completely meaningless to me. Like I was in such a deep experience and so I was very lucky to have the Force of Miracles because what happened for me was nothing, of course, can compare to that in my mind at the time. And, uh, and so because of the framework of A Course of Miracles, I was able to actually see on a deeper level where A Course of Miracles was pointing us to. Yeah. And I think of The Course of Miracles as it's this, it's this kind of this funnel in a way. You start at the top and it just takes you deeper and deeper. And when you get it about halfway through your understanding of what it's actually saying, it's like you kind of want to go back to the top, but you can't because there's nowhere <laughs> no to go. You, you can't go back. And, uh, you know, much like the caterpillar in the cocoon, you know, it's all nice and warm when you first get in there. But when you really actually see what the course is saying, it's um, it can be quite startling to the ego. Right. So my experience you know because the caterpillar literally has to liquefy completely yeah. and it doesn't come out the same animal and i think that's what the transformation that we're going through now those who are very serious about their spiritual path it's actually happening and so because of my experience with the 5meo i was able to go deeper into my practice of a course in miracles i actually could see what it meant by formlessness mm -hmm. and that you wouldn't even remember this reality you know, that's devastating to the egoic mind because we think things are so important. So it was really, um, I was really grateful actually that I had the practice of a course. I had the metaphysics, the deep metaphysics. It's a very, very deep pathway into the letting go of the fear in the mind, which of course, when we do any of these types of sacred medicines, you have to surrender. We all know that. And I like to say now that we have to totally give ourselves over to the medicine, over to the moment, mm -hmm. so that we can receive the gift that's trying to be given. If we fight it, of course, we can have a very hard time. And that's like life, right? I mean, if we don't accept what's happening now, but if you don't know what's happening, like if you don't know the metaphysics of the mind and what's happening, it's difficult not to get caught in the web of fear and trauma and everything in this world. So for me, the question that you asked, how has it blessed my life? It's um, the five MEO completely shifted my life because I went much deeper into my spirituality. Um, I thought I was deep before, but mm -hmm. after that, and it was beautiful because I actually had something to integrate, to help me integrate. And I think that that's what is happening nowadays there's like a call for integration. Like, what do I do with these huge experiences that I'm having? And how do you make sense of that? So, um, yeah, I would say that between the five MEO and the Course in Miracles, once I decided to choose a Course in Miracles uh, over different spiritualities, um, then everything accelerated very quickly. And, you know, in my mind, 
the spiritual path has to be all about happiness, like mm -hmm. in true love and uncovering and letting go of the things that just really aren't true about who we are, but we think they are. And so I'm so excited about, you know, joining with you and with Andres and we have a retreat coming up first, you know, one of the first ones we're doing together. Wow. And yeah, there's so much to talk about. So I know, anyway. I know we can't fit it in, but we'll do what we can, right? <laughs> that's the that's the short answer of your question. I hope I hope that was clear. Oh no, that that was great. And I, I can really relate with the the cocoon phase and I just I remember I mean it doesn't always happen in, in a ceremony it's happened just in life where I feel like I'm just a blob who's fallen apart but especially in the ceremony I've had experiences where I think I, I'm so pulling apart I don't know how I'm ever going to come back together to be a functioning human being again but yeah. that's part of the the amazing um, medicine of the medicine is that you do come back and and, yeah, and re-put together know, in a better yeah, way on, yeah on that you do come back. Like I couldn't figure out why, why did I come back? Cause I, you know, I was in with a group and they were kind of grounding me and I was like, don't ground me. Let me go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let me go. Don't touch me. I want to go. Yeah. And, and because of the course of miracles, I was able to see that I had a lot of work to do. I had a lot of subconscious guilt and fear that needed to be released. And it's like an alchemical process. And, and that's what we're doing now. And that's what we're extending to people is this foundation of a course, which can be so helpful with the medicine. So very, mm -hmm. very helpful. Yeah, it's amazing. And so Andres, you are, you serve medicine. Is that, yeah, yeah. wow. Can, can you tell me a little bit about how Course in Miracles came into your life and which one came first? Was it ayahuasca or? It was course? medicine. So I, I um, my path began with, a, a difference, very similar in essence, uh, a text that is called the Nine Letters of Christ. And um, so I went through that and I had my awakening with that. And, you know, like, just like the sand was, uh, you know, experiencing at the beginning, I kept on, um, um, you know, looking into Advaita Vedanta, you know, Hinduism, Buddhism and everything else. And, uh, but really wasn't, wasn't like, nothing was like taking ground, you know, nothing was set in roots. And to to a degree that I could say, oh, okay, you know, this is changing. Um, uh, I'm getting less angry, or I'm getting whatever it was, you know, whatever the, the situation was. So when I started doing uh, the medicines, I started initially with ayahuasca, and uh, and maybe like about this is back in 2013, and, and you know, a couple of months later, after the first ayahuasca, I had a you know bufo, and. Um, and then, you know, ever since, you know, that was it. You know, That's that was, the 5-MeO-DMT from the frog for anybody who doesn't know that. Yeah. Sapito, Sapito Bufo, yes, Bufo yeah. Varios. And, and, you know, like, so I kept on going. And at the, at the same time, so I had, you know, a couple of um, really beautiful philosophies, you know, beautiful understandings of truth. Uh, you know, the Ashtabhakrikita, the nine letters, and, and so on and so forth. You know, I, I always referred a lot also to, uh, you know, Buddhism. And... Um, so it was great. It was fine. And I actually started a Kero initiation, um, which was the, the groundbreaking uh, uh, part of my path with the medicines. And so what that looked like was a lot of rituals, a lot of really deep work, introspective, even though I had been working already with the medicines for a little while. What ended up happening was um, I started going directly category by category into, you know, different things like archetypes, uh, ancestry work, and being able to observe 
you know, inwardly, what's going on, you know, addressing the fear, addressing the ego thoughts, addressing everything uh, without so much rejection. And then uh, my cousin, uh, one of my cousins who is also in the path, he's like, well, this is, this is very similar to, to A Course in Miracles. And he, he opened up the door. And so I looked into it and, and, and as I'm looking, I come into Living Miracles, you know, and I see David Stocks. Yeah. And, uh, and so I kept on working and I, you know, I joined a study group and, uh, and I'm doing the work and I'm doing the, the work of, uh, you know, both medicines and forgiveness. And I can just notice how profound it is. I can notice how much depth this, uh, this understanding is living so practically from the standpoint of the medicine. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's how it came, how, how it came into, into my life, you know, and, uh, it's, it's so, so much, um, so very similar, you know, the keto path, which is, uh, the, the traditional, it's a little bit different than the traditional Shipibo aspect mm -hmm. is what, you know, and so the, the, the work is, you know, inward work. And, and so, you know, like, Long story short, it was just a couple of months ago, we had a, a little bit of a, an experience where in the medicine, uh, we saw David, you know, and so, you know, one, one thing led to another and here we are now. You know, wow. Yeah. All together. And, and so in, in the ceremonies that you guys are going to do, are you going to sort of integrate uh, maybe like readings from the course in a ceremony or do you keep it to uh, more of the formal, what do you call it, the Caro path, the Caro tradition? So um, it's going to be... Uh, two days of talks, deep, deep talks with, with uh, David, uh -huh. uh, you know, addressing things like the metaphysics of the mind. And, and really what it is, is just setting the tone, you know, like getting people into this uh, mind frame, you know, um, you know, the, the mindset of what it is, you know, what truth is, uh, so that you have a lot of really good context going into the medicine. You have a, a good standpoint when dealing with these completely new spaces that, you know, a lot of people are going to, are going to meet themselves in. Mm. And, and then when it comes to the ceremony themselves, the, 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 med the medicine ceremony itself, it'll be invocation. It'll be opening up ceremony, you know, calling in the traditional Kero Misa way, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, with, with, you know, the Mastanas, the different aspects of the Misa and, um, and, and yes, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of the two. So the, the way that we guide it is like that, but uh, always with the principles and the understanding of, you know, the truth that, that it's, you know, shared with the, with the Course. Yeah. Yeah, it's been my experience that it's almost like the, the medicine is almost like a liquid form of, of, of the essence of the Course. It just, it's just like, it's like drinking pages of the book or something like that, the way that it just kind of brings these insights to the forefront of consciousness. Um, that's beautiful. Yeah, it, it's really profound. I remember one time I was in a ceremony and I, re and I really got it. I really realized that this person that I had been thinking of as me for all of these years wasn't actually me. And I thought, man, that is, that's so big. How could I ever even share that with like the integration circle or with anybody? It was so mm -hmm. profound, but, but it kept ringing true. Like all the, all the parts of the, of the course that, you know, or that's talked about, it was, uh, yeah. it really grounded home. Yeah, the course the course actually teaches that salvation is the undoing of, of concepts. Of concepts. And yeah, so that's beautiful. And that I think, um, you know, it was probably a few months ago that I started feeling called towards 
the medicine and not necessarily for myself to do it. Uh, I feel like it was such a blessing in my life. And I've been for 10 years, I've lived with David Hoffmeister and, and completely gone into the workings of the mind and the self concepts and letting them go and letting them go and letting them go. And, um, and now with this kind of combination, like I couldn't even understand why I was starting to feel called back to the medicine. Mm. Other than I felt like it was a prayer that's out there. I feel like it's an answer to a prayer because so many people are doing the medicines now and so many people are doing them in a way that may not always be that mindful. Yeah. Um, and I have friends in San Francisco and they're talking and they're even, you know, they've gone through the, uh, the maps, uh, you know, map, uh, yeah, with, um, uh, Rick, Rick Doblin with maps, which are, they're going to legalize, you know, MDMA and a few other medicines to help people with PTSD and so on and so forth. And so when I was talking with her and telling her that I'm feeling this combination of some sort of integration and some sort of uh, a broader perspective on what's actually happening in the mind, because when you do the medicine, you get a glimpse of something that can be confusing if you don't have a context for it, right? Right. And so, uh, and David Hoffmeister to me, he's just a brilliant teacher of the metaphysics of what's actually happening in the mind. And I've never seen anybody teach as clearly as he does, uh, as far as that goes. So the fact that, uh, you know, he, uh, Andres contacted David, and then David knew because I had just had a meeting with David and I was saying, listen, I'm feeling called out now to go outside of community. And, and I don't even know what this means, but I have to answer it. Of course, we know that because the whole point of the course is to get in touch with your internal guidance, right? Guidance, yeah. And so then he says, well, Andres uh, called me from Santa Cruz. Maybe we could have a conference call. And literally this was six, maybe six weeks ago. And when I was talking to Andres, it was like talking to myself, like, but he was the, he's the holder of the medicine. I'm like the holder of the course because I've been so devoted for 10 years, literally like a monk. And we we're just like, oh my God, you know, and we didn't go looking for this, you know, it's just coming. And so I see that as probably just, there's a collective prayer for some, some stable teachings underneath. And yeah. like you said, Christoph, it's like they go hand in hand. I mean, when you're experiencing the medicine and it does rock all the unconscious guilt right up into your face. Oof. And that's what the course teaches. The course teaches us to allow this to come forth, which is simply the separation, the belief that we've separated from our source, which is a horrific thought. It's pushed out of awareness. So now we're collectively saying, okay. And I think that's what's happening in the world right now. The underbelly, the, 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 the shadow, so to speak, mm-hmm. is being seen, which is good. It has to happen in order to return home to our natural state. Because <clears throat> this is not a natural state. <laughs> this world is not an, our natural home. So, yeah. So we really felt the deep kinship straight up. And um, yeah, so you... you- And you hit right on it. I mean, I I feel like that's like really one of the most fundamental points of of working with ayahuasca and with this medicine is is the shadow. I mean, just inevitably every time it's almost like I think if I'm I'm doing it right, then the shadow comes up really strong for me to look at and and to eventually somehow integrate and forgive and heal. And and yeah, that's why to have a 
some kind of understanding of the course behind that would just be yeah. enormously helpful, I imagine. Yeah, and another thing that we're doing um, during this retreat in Santa Cruz is, and this is an essential part now because we're starting these uh, retreats called the Alchemy of Awakening, hmm. which um, includes silence. So this is a very introspective retreat. If there's gonna be the, the sessions where there's teachings going on, but then there's gonna be silence. And, uh, and it really is a deep and profound experience. I've done three week, four week silent retreats with people and with the medicine combined into these longer type retreats, um, the healing, the healing, and the, the the nurturing and the integration can have a little bit more uh, time to to take place in the mind. So we're really yeah. excited about that. And this one's only four days, but uh, seriously, we're going to be doing one week, two week, three week retreats with the medicine. Yeah. So so I have a question. So. Um, it's my total conviction that the Holy Spirit sort of coordinates this whole three-dimensional reality once we get in tune with the fact that we want to wake up from this dream and that it, it, it sends things into our lives that are specifically like the way David works with movies. You know, I, I do that all the time. I pray and this movie comes on and it's just, just what I need to see. So I feel it's the same way with, with the medicine. Um, at the same time, I just, I remember in the course it says, you know, you don't really need to do um, you don't need to do rituals. You don't need to do these long drawn out rituals and things you need. Basically yeah, yeah. it's saying you need five minutes in the morning, to five minutes in the evening. It's like very simple. So do you feel like ever like you're, you're breaking the, the rules that the course puts forth or, or, or are you just kind of trusting the intuition that this is another path that Holy Spirit has sent? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't feel like anything. I think once the symbols have their usefulness has been, given they'll fall away mm -hmm. everything is just symbolic and i i love the rituals and the ceremonies and mm -hmm. um because i see them as just an outpicturing of my intent for awakening i don't see them as valuable in and of themselves so uh there's nothing in form you know it's the interpretation or the meaning that you give it with the holy spirit then everything can be used and what a beautiful way. I mean, there's there's real beauty in these uh, ceremonies. And so maybe Andres, you could speak to that too. Right, and actually, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I that I spoke to David about. Uh, you know, I told him it, it felt like it was a little bit of a different path with the same purpose, you know, with, mm -hmm. with the purpose of coming, uh, you know, into, into joy and harmony of the self, realizing the infinity of it. And uh, so, I, I explained a little bit of what, what we do in the Keto tradition. And he's like, it's the same thing, you know, the, it's 365 rituals, sometimes it's a couple times a day. And, it, and this is what I've experienced too, you know, and, and, and what I was perceiving before the, the union of this collaboration, it's very much the same thing, you know, whether we call it rituals or not, this mind training that we're doing with the course, they are rituals, they are rituals. We're observing, yeah. we're, we're taking time and we're using it in our favor for what? For restructuring the beliefs, belief systems and talking in a symbolic way, using symbolisms to talk with the subconscious to restructure the beliefs, you know, and heal the beliefs. Mm. And so this is this is the purpose of the rituals that are in the Kero. It's the same thing. You know, yeah. I, and yes, like Susan says at the at the at the moment that we don't need them anymore. Well I mean it's it's something that you have already uh, you know transcended. You know, yeah. there's there's no need I, for it. Anymore. Yeah. No I actually yeah, I feel like that's it's almost like scaffolding, right? It's like 
we have all this scaffolding around us to remind us and continually remind us and hold us. And, um, you know, in my mind, I, I don't have to have the ceremony. I don't have to have the medicine. I don't even have to have the force anymore, but this has taken years and years of mind training. And that's what the course is. It's a course in mind train simply to take your mind from a place of fear to love. Okay. It's a love story. You know, <laughs> this is what it's all for is to find out that, Oh my God, you know, I truly am all that is. I truly am that which I've been seeking so much outside of myself to fill up that hole. And we're exposing that hole. Now we're exposing all that uh, belief that we've separated. That's all we're doing. And I don't even look at it like when somebody's in a deep process of fear and contraction, this is what we're teaching now at these retreats is how to actually alchemically be with that. You're not trying to fix it. You're not trying to fix yourself. You don't need to be fixed. You just need to learn how to be an alchemist and allow that stuff to rise into the light of who you are in truth. And it's amazing what happens for people when they all of a sudden stop trying to fix themselves. <laughs> It's so, I don't know, it's so counterintuitive in some ways because especially, well, I, it is. yeah, but I mean, I was going to say, especially for guys, but no, it's not just guys, it's everybody. <laughs> it's like guys want to fix things all the time. And I was like, something's wrong, fix it. And then, yeah, I think that's where the silence comes into. I think, uh, and you guys know this from journeying, you know, you can't fix that fear yeah. when it starts to come on you. And if you try, then you're screwed. You're screwed. <laughs> You know, and this is this is actually one of the things that uh, that it's uh, spoken before going into medicine. You know, everything that comes up in medicine, it's very very much due. You know, it's it's coming up for for a very very important reason, and um, you know, you could see it. You know, sometimes it could be, you know, heavy dense energy, and uh, it's nothing but a reflection of what we're holding, what our past has been, traumas, you know, sometimes past lives. Who knows? But whatever it is, it's there for us to see it, you know, so that we can become aware of what we are feeling and, um, you know, allowing ourselves to feel this and making peace with that, forgiving ourselves for the judgment of that, you know, that's, that's the path, that's the, that's the growth. And however, uh, as, as uh, beautiful as, as the Kero pragmatic uh, teachings are, um, the way that the Course integrates this same understanding no, it's very, very beautiful. Yeah, it's very eloquent. It's very straightforward. Yeah, and it's very accessible to the Western mind too. For the American, yeah, yeah. yeah. If people, if people can get beyond the Christian language, um, because I actually, I, I had been a Mormon for many years, and I, wow. the last thing I wanted to do was hear more about Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, but. <laughs> For some reason, I could feel the Course in Miracles. I didn't understand, of course, it's, such, it's written so strangely when you first start studying, and I, I didn't really understand it, but I could feel it in my heart. I was telling Andres, I'm a feeler, I can feel it. I could feel the truth, and so I stuck with it. But if you can get, for those in your audience that have never heard of the Course in Miracles, and if they check it out and start seeing all this language, Christian language, believe you me, this is the mystical teachings of Jesus. This has got nothing to do with modern day Christianity and it is a non-dual path and he will speak to your mind where your mind is, which is so beautiful because you know, you can't skip steps. You have to allow this process to take, take place. Mm. And 
and and you hand it over to the spirit that knows and the spirit is simply the part of your mind that already knows it's not something outside of you yeah that's that's what i was going to say to that i mean even if you don't want to call it jesus like if people have got to hang out with jesus you don't even have to consider it jesus yeah. it is it's just that inner the inner guru or the it's the yeah. inner truth that knows the christ yeah. love yeah yeah your your mind is literally calling these symbols forward because you have a desire and you have a prayer in your heart to wake up mm. and simply to me you know there's a lot of buzzwords nowadays enlightenment awakening all of these things but to me it's simply awakening to the fact that you are innocent that you are loved and that you are completely supported by an unseen force that we're connected to at all times, but we have so many concepts and so many beliefs that we can't feel it all the time. So this is just an undoing of those things. It's an undoing, and then how is it so hard? And this is a question I have, Susanna. It's like the yeah, but we're innocent and all that. Yeah, but what about the, all these bad things I did in the yeah. past that I'm holding on to? Yeah. And and. and and the course just says like forgiveness is the key. You you are pure and innocent. All is forgiven and released. No, it's it's a little bit more difficult. It's, little, just, it's kind yeah. of tougher than that. And, and we never we never say it's just an illusion because that's not helpful to the mind that actually believes in in uh, you know in doing things that were harmful to others or having things done to yourself. So. This is where there's the step by step by step given in the Course in Miracles. And this is where medicine can help as well because it can help you to face those things that perhaps you've pushed so far away because you're so afraid. You know, if you can just ignore it and, and be successful in life, well, you can't because your subconscious is the ruler of it's your running life. It. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, yeah, that, I, what, I, what I feel about that question, you know, like especially always a and, and, and it's such a strong question in, in the medicine, right? In, you know, when you take in ayahuasca, even bufo sometimes. Um, what about all of that yeah. has happened? What about all of that history? And, uh, you know, the more that we, the more we engage with the course and, uh, and the more we, we meet ourselves in the medicine, you know, we start to realize that, you know, the only one perceiving that past is ourselves. Meaning, like it's it's all it's all upon us, you know. The, the judgment, you know, comes comes from us. And what is that judgment? You know, what is that that uh, that feeling against all of that past, that those labels? And so the course helps dissolve that, you know, that that perception, that heaviness. Mm -hmm. And the medicine really helps you live it, you know. Really, really, you can feel the energy of that just, you know, shedding away. Yeah. And that's that's a true forgiveness that we experience, you know. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful it's so beautiful yeah. I, mean, I just feel it's i'm so honored to just even have a small awareness of what actually is going on here i mean wow. what a relief yeah. what a gift but i tell you i've been a i've been really um in hot pursuit of i knew at 12 years old there was something that yeah. wasn't quite right about this world so <laughs> if you have a niggling in your heart you will be answered if your prayer is there you will be answered in the mm. way that you need to be answered so Susanna you said you're you've been with David for 10 years now pe people don't know David's a Course in Miracles teacher who is just like this lighthouse bright <laughs> light of joy and happiness and is really walks the talk doesn't he and so my question is since you've been with him and you've and you've committed yourself so fully to this path do you suffer still? 
do you, do you still have like bad days or are you pretty much just like you, you mind trained yourself into a real place yeah. of, of peace? That's a beautiful, beautiful question. I love this question. <clears throat> what happens is there's, there's a, a lesson, one of my favorite lessons in the course uh, saying, I rest in God. Right. Mm. And I always used to think, Oh, that'd be so great to just rest in God all the time. Right. So now what I found through the dedication and the devotion that ha I have participated in for, for many, many years now is that because I know the difference between who I am and what I'm not, that something can start to hit. And yet there's a presence that is here as well that mm. can allow that experience mm. to come through into the light of my mind. So I'm right here and I allow whatever, I can even feel it. I can feel maybe a contraction or I can feel a hit of some sort or a trigger, but I'm not that trigger anymore. I'm not that trigger. And, but I know that the alchemy of what's happening is that there's a, as long as there's perception, there's healing. Mm. So I allow this into my heart space, into the truth of who I am, which dawned, dawned on me slowly 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 and every time you forgive every time you let go of an idol in your mind then you start to feel this presence and that's why silence i think is such an important piece as well because and and literally being with yourself do you know christoph most people don't even spend a day have never spent a day in silence mm -hmm. and a lot of things start to happen when you go into silence all the stuff that isn't silent starts to arise and so with the combination of these things, I feel like people are going to come in. They're going to have a really authentic experience of themselves. We're not going to bombard people with teachings. They can get that after they, you know, the foundation is all out there. The teachers mm -hmm. are out there. You know, I mean, we have 2000 videos of David's to me. I don't even try to teach the way that he does because he does it yeah. and, it, and it's beautiful. My gift is my gift. Your gift is your gift. We all have our note in the songs. So, um, yeah, I just feel like everything, everything that you desire in your heart, truly, you will be answered. Hmm. And if you have a split desire, you'll have a little bit of heaven and a little bit of hell. It just, it happens that way. And as you get more and more committed to heaven, then that will be your experience. That will be your experience. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's what happens, but you know what? It does take devotion. Yeah. It takes, it takes because effort. The mind it? is a mess, right? The mind yeah. is on its own. It's just, it's Jesus says in the course of miracles, you're much too tolerant of mind wandering. Yeah. It does take training. It's like any, any other pathway that's authentic. It takes training. So, yeah. yeah. Andreas, you were smiling a lot when she was saying that about the, about the recognition. Is that the same experience you have where, things just don't like hook you like they used to yeah yeah definitely definitely you know um you know looking back i can see that gradual awareness growing and growing and growing and uh, so you know the way the way that i perceive it is basically i have taken a step back you know to observe what's arising and that observer i think is what a what uh, Suzanne is is uh, referring to as that awareness, you know, that that uh, you know, keen knowing and feeling of you know, I am, and what I feel, it's okay. Yeah. But I, you know, and, and it's one of the principles of uh, Keto shamanism too. You know, that you get initiated into. It's called Kausai, 
which is existence. And it's um, allowing the existence of everything that is feelings, thoughts, you know, emotions, yeah. and a reflection, our inner reflection from the external to, you know, to grow, mm. to, to, to know better ourselves, you know, to know ourselves yeah. better. And so, yeah, it's, it's training, it's practice, a lot of practice. Yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a guest on a few ep episodes ago and it was all about um, sort of like the nature of evil and, and the word he used was Watiko and it was basically just like the condensed version of the ego that just wreaks havoc and is non-local and it's just it just exists in our our collective psyche as a as a as a human race. And one of the things was um was discussed was how basically disregarding someone's experiences is an act of violence. And so that would be the same with us when these feelings are coming up and we try to fix them or, or kind of put them in a category or say, oh, we shouldn't feel that. But that's really violence um, against ourselves and just like letting these emotions just like be released. Yeah. yeah. I think. What, we, what we're offering is so nurturing and so um, loving towards the self and you know, with the recognition that there's basically two thought systems, which the course tells us about, and the course just simply trains the mind how to how to think more readily with the thought system of truth instead of the lie. And you know, there's so many tools to to help and support now. And also, coming together is very important, and especially coming together with people that don't they don't um, they don't believe the story, but they also do not dismiss the story. There's a difference. Mm. I love being with people who authentically want to let the pain go. The ones that want to hang on to the story, not so much. But the ones who are there in a deep prayer, like I've had this my whole life. I've tried everything. Well, have you tried just being with yourself? And in a container that is loving and supportive of that process to happen, because you're the only one that can do it. You're not going to be able to read. You might be able to get instructions in a book, but you're going to have to actually go through the uncomfortable part of the process. And yes, it is uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable for years. Okay, good. Years. And I'm telling you what, until I was able to sit still and be with myself unconditionally, like we're always looking for somebody to love us unconditionally right but we've yeah. never even tried to do it ourselves yeah. like can you be with yourself with all that yuck all that mm. stuff and just start to just allow yourself to be still in that because what will happen is you'll see eventually that it's not it's actually not you it's right. not you. It's, it's just the, the concepts guilt. yeah it's the guilt and of course there's something so beautiful it says you are not responsible for the error you're oh. not responsible for the pain. You're only responsible for the acceptance of the correction. You're not even responsible for the correction. Man. So, oh my God. You know? It's so beautiful. It's like Jesus is always coming back with like the most compassionate thing to say. It's like, you're off the hook. You're off the hook. You're yeah. not who you are. It's not come with me. Come with me. I know you believe it, but come with me. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really great. It's so beautiful. It is. Oh, I just it reminds me also, uh, like uh, on the Ashtavakra Gita. Yeah. Uh, how a mistake is not my mistake or their mistake. You know, if it's outward, 
it's uh, you know anger if it's inward is guilt and uh, recognizing is as something that just happened something that just happened and uh, you know having the, the willingness to observe that you know that's that's the beautiful yeah. part yeah. yeah and when David uh, at our retreat when David gets into the deep metaphysics and he starts teaching what the course is really saying which is you're actually only ever looking at your past it's already over yeah and I think because of the medicine, some of these things will be able to be grasped a lot yeah, easier totally. without it. I remember grasping that one on medicine once, and I totally forgot it now. Like, I, how is it all the past? How, how is this the past? Because it's our past beliefs that are basically being projected onto the screen of reality, and, and we're just living out this thing that already happened. Can you just help clarify that just for a, a moment um, <laughs> that's a good one that, will you ask that in a question please? yeah so how how is it that we're only seeing our past um is it because it's just our past thoughts that are projecting this reality well i think like the one thing that used to trip me up so much in the course is that it said that we would get to a point where uh we would be in an experience that that would would bring us into no no longer doubting right that the mind the little mind can't grasp just like this mind can't grasp the experience of the uh bufo right mm -hmm. like and you can't even really make sense out of it but what happens is you just start to through the practice and the practical application of forgiveness the layers start to fall away and you come into an experience you come into an experience that what you're talking about is true. Okay. And so, so it's, it's like, um, not skipping the steps and being okay with where you're at right now. Mm. Like there's a lot of things that I just completely let go of trying to understand because it didn't help me. Right. You know, what I like to do is I like to bring people to just current situations. What are you dealing with right now? Mm. Let's not go into the past or the future. Mm let's just stay here right now because when you start to lift out of the of the belief that you're even this person you're in a whole nother realm <laughs> you're in a beautiful realm that I'm, and 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 that's an experience yeah. and that cannot be explained so yeah it's uh, david does a lot of teachings on time and the illusion of time so yeah i would encourage anybody to look up just google david hoffmeister and time and you'll get all the information you need to know on that and one get your mind blown <laughs> yeah yeah definitely yeah, i think uh, it has a lot to do with you know how our thoughts are being fed consistently by those beliefs that are subconscious and that's the power of uh, you know the medicine uh you're able to gap the conscious with the subconscious you know mm. that's when everything feels so tangible yeah. so real you know it's like where is this coming from it it's just that you know and that's the power also of the medicine because when we're having the right context the right truth that applies to us specifically in a in a specific thing that is coming up in the medicine if we can have the right understanding the right context we're actually you know right there and then we're talking to the subconscious you know mm. we're, we're restructuring we're healing the subconscious beliefs you know this is the, the i believe this is this is why the collaboration is happening yeah yeah definitely and i can also you know you mentioned earlier how important it is to have a group and 
Yeah, you know, as even just studying with the course and having stuff come up, it's just so nice to have people who understand and, and then having the medicine too. I mean, you kind of, people tend to hit some pretty dark places, I find oftentimes. And sometimes if you don't have like a group to fall back into, I imagine that'd be really, that could really trip you up a little bit. I, I, I just think that, yeah, for anyone who's wanting to experience medicine, I think I've, I've heard a lot of people that are saying, I don't feel comfortable in a group or, but I, I think it's really important to, go ahead and let yourself be seen within a group context when doing this kind of work because it's really, um, it's not a solo show and it helps to have that support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And my other question is, so Susanna, you were talking about having um, an opportunity to be quiet. So are you suggesting that people should do retreats or what about people like parents and stuff who are really busy? Um, just kind of like find find more time, just make it a priority to to kind of get quiet and, and yeah, see what kind of magic have, happens. You, yeah, you have to you have to want mm. a peace of mind above all else. You have to want it. And and the desire of your heart will bring it, you know, you will make the time. What we're offering is we're offering people a full experience where they actually literally pull themselves up out of their life, mm -hmm. their busy life and their complicated life, and they come. And we, we join with them in such a deep way that when they leave, they will also have tools to be able to, to make the time, to be able to set it more as a priority. We'll, they'll be walking away with a lot of integrative uh, components that will be so, so supportive. And the four-day retreat, I mean, the fact that David is going to be there, you know, David, I don't think he's even had a drink in his life. Okay. Yeah. So uh, medicine is not something that he's, that, and I always want to make that perfectly clear that he's coming as a guest speaker to really kind of lay the foundation for it. It's a beautiful segue into the experience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, just, just having that companionship and, and, and Jesus says in the course of miracles that at a certain point you don't go alone because you can't <laughs> go alone. It's mm -hmm. too difficult. You know, you're too delusional. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'll just reinvent yourself again and again and again. <laughs> so mighty companions do show up. I was in deep prayer uh, over 10 years ago, and I kept hearing, you need to go deeper. And I had been practicing the course by myself. I didn't go to groups. I was a self-study because that's what it says. Yeah. And, and yet it also says at a certain point, you won't go alone. You'll go with mighty companions by your side and who showed up. And I was in the middle of nowhere in Utah. He shows up and, and, and there, there we go. Like in the middle life. of Mormon country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So wow. yeah, you get, you do get what you pray for and you have to, you know, you have to like some people, maybe they might just be coming in for an experience. They might just be coming in because they feel like they would like a little bit more spirituality. That's fine. Wherever anybody's at is fine. We will meet, we will meet you where you're at, mm -hmm. but you know, nobody's going to come to a medicine ceremony with a course of miracles without some sort of deeper calling for truth. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, and so is this retreat open for the public or, or just certain people? Um, no, it's open We're we we're doing a lot of invitations right okay. now invitate but um it's we we put it out there but so uh, if listeners small, on the show are interested they could yeah, go to the website uh, and and find out more yeah okay. uh, we're, now, we're only taking 18 people for this one it's in santa cruz 
and okay. it's four days. And then there's another one we're scheduling in Peru. So we've got things happening. Great. And what are the dates again? The 22nd to the 25th of August. Fifth. Wow. Exciting. You should come, Christoph. Yeah, I'm really, really <laughs> feeling like I'd like to come. Um, yeah, I just want to say one, I don't know if, I kind of feel embarrassed to say this, but, but I just want to say it because in, you know, I've, I've taken ayahuasca in the Santo Daime tradition and in, in the Daime tradition, they talk about uh, cannabis as Santa Maria. You know, it's like, it's the sure. divine mother. And so I started having like a different kind of respect for cannabis after, after hearing that. Yeah. I thought, wow, there's, it's kind of holy. And I got in this, it wasn't a habit, you know, like every night or anything like that, but it was kind of like this thing maybe once a week where I'd get really, really stoned and read the Course of Miracles. And it was like words jumped out of, that, out of those pages. Like I had never experienced them before. And passages that were so over my head in the past just made total sense to the point where, you know, there's tears coming down my face. It was yeah. just so powerful. And I thought once again, that's like the Holy Spirit kind of like nudging out all this guilt that I've had about smoking weed because everyone says it's so bad. You know, ever since I was like in eighth grade, it was like horrible thing I had to hide from everybody. And then, and then it was almost like Jesus saying like, no, it's, it's actually okay. And, and here I'll do it with you. And, and, talk. <laughs> and, and just like my heart's just blasted open. Yeah, and it's just another like little thing about, you know, like how the course is so inclusive with so many tools. Yeah. I think that, I think that the ego can hijack anything. Mm -hmm. And so you have to be mindful about yeah. the use and, and guidance. You know, this is the one thing that the course teaches is that we do have an inner guidance system. And once these thoughts and beliefs are purified, we can hear it loud and clear. Mm. I mean, you know, and you'll hear if you ask, you'll hear, is it, mm. is it a good night to just spend the night with, my Course in Miracles and smoke some pot that will help me to really absorb some of this stuff better. And the answer will be yes or no. I know a guy that takes mushrooms and plugs in uh, the Course in Miracles uh, on his headset. Ooh. And he has, it's, he says it's like God is speaking to him. I mean, it's beautiful, right? Yeah. And the one thing else I wanted to say is, you know, um, I think that the medicines are, are, uh, in combination with A Course in Miracles are very powerful glimpses. Um, I, if I ever do medicine again, it'll be because it's guided. But I don't want people to think that it's like, okay, this is gonna be a practice of, of medicine and A Course in Miracles together. It's like, if you feel compelled and you feel called by the spirit to join and to experience the levels that the medicine can take you to, that's beautiful. It's 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 really something that you have to feel in your heart. But that's where I get a little bit like I'm kind of coming out of the closet on this. But the thing is, is I'm not even drawn to do the medicine right now uh -huh. because I have used it and I have received the gift of it. I think I will. Mm -hmm. San Pedro's kind of calling me a little bit, but you know, it's like, I'm very listening and following very much listening and following like, okay, what is going to expand and nurture this process of letting go of the self-concept. And mm. so I just wanted to share that so that we're really clear on that. Yeah, that's really because helpful. Yeah, when, people, when people come to the retreats, not, uh, you know, it's like, the, I just did one uh, five days in California and it was literally optional to do the medicine because the prayer and the silence and the being together, there's healing just in that. So it's, it's no pressure 
you know there's no pressure to do something that you don't feel comfortable to do yeah yeah i believe that um in this context uh, it is it is just a medium it is in in even in the in the normal uh, retreats that we do you know three days or four days with you know uh, you know a couple different medicines we we explain that this is just a medium you know medicina medicine medium and it's it's that um, that uh, that tool to to bridge the gap that we were speaking about and um, nothing more you know there's no there's really no obviously there's an understanding about you know the essence of spirit and you know a lot of a lot of um, people to connect with the spirit of ayahuasca the spirit of san pedro like you just mentioned with the spirit of santa maria you know they're teachers they're teachers mm -hmm. they're plant teachers and, and it's uh, beautiful to have that that regard and under, that understanding and a proper process you know to deal with them um for the reciprocity aspect of them you know they're giving and we're receiving and 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 back and forth and so yes yes uh however it is not the means i mean that's not the end that's not the end right and the, the end is is ourself yeah ultimately it, it's just a symbol right any of these things in form is a, is a symbol for us yes and they're helpful symbols and and i feel like that that's what's yes. happening now there's a there's like this kind of speed up um and it's beautiful that these that these things are available and and they're so readily available really yeah. and so like david you know the course teaches there's nothing causative in form so guess what my friends this is happening because the mind is calling it forth. It's within cool. the mind. It's not coming to you. It's coming through you. And so that that's trippy. You can't <laughs> but I know that that is the truth. So yeah. I'm excited about it because if it's done in a responsible way and it's, it feels like, it feels like that speed up, like this is part of it. And that, and if that's happening for you and that it's, this message is coming towards you, it's, it's because it's within you and it's just being remembered it's like we're remembering the truth and these are the tools and the mediums that are going to help us do that wow that's a really beautiful point that's a great point i thank you so much i, I kind of a great point to end with too um but from there so if people are interested august 22nd through 25th and you can find out on on living no, this is not a living miracles. Event. Oh, okay. Okay, let's make that. I mean, I'm there. David's there. I've stepped out of living inside the community to answer this calling, which nice. is a massive deal. Okay. And David is David is going to be there. I mean, uh, it's a part of my life, but this is not a, a formal living miracles. Living miracles is a bona fide church, so we don't do anything that you know. <laughs> right, right, right. So, so where should people get more? In, could get people get more information about? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. So we have, we that's have, uh, do you, do you have a way to put the link? Yeah, I could put the link in the show notes. For yeah, sure. we can, we could definitely put it right now. There's a, a couple, uh, you know, we have uh, a Facebook page, we have Eventbrite, we have a website, it's at the same that exactly. it's coming up. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, we can, we can definitely share all of this with you right now. Okay, great. And then Suzanne, I know you have tons of videos on YouTube and, yeah, 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 I have some things, but we can just give you those later, right? And then you can yeah, totally. Okay, 
Because <laughs> we, we need our logistics person with us. <laughs> Great. Any, any last words before we conclude? I mean, that was really beautiful, Suzanne. I don't know if we could top that, but any, anything for any people who might be just heard about the course and are, are kind of interested? And... Yeah, I just feel like, yeah, I feel like that whatever whatever you desire, truly, if you really desire to be happy and if you really desire to experience true love you will but it is not in this world i'm telling you people it is not in this world it doesn't mean that it can't be experienced here once the 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 purification has happened but jesus says in the course of miracles you know uh, it's natural to be in love but purification is necessary first and mm -hmm. there is a way out there is a way for a consistent state of peace in your life but yeah and so i feel just really honored to be able to like this all what's happening right now yeah this was not even in the radar six weeks ago so this is really something that andres and i feel very called towards and uh very honored to just extend it you know extend the good news so to speak like yeah. you know what suffering is optional <laughs> suffering is optional well i feel so honored that you both came on and uh that this is happening just huge props to you both and i really wish you the best um the best with this with this journey and, and the unfolding of what's happening and i really hope and i really pray uh that i can make it soon and and, and be a part of it as well yeah thank you so much christoph yeah. for the invite really appreciate you both okay. all right and there we go folks Course of Miracles, Ayahuasca, Suzanne Sullivan, and Andres Villa. Ah, what a what a conversation! What a what a cool thing! Um, I am unable to attend that workshop or that retreat. Um, I have other plans with my family, um, and I will give you a, a brief update as as this Miracle Soup exploration journey adventure has been progressing. Miracles have been shining forth from the heavens. I have spent more time with my daughter and my my beloved and our family and our other 10-year-old daughter, um, more time as a family in the last week or so than I have for months. And it's just been an absolutely wonderful experience. And I've this podcast, going through these episodes, having these interviews with people and having these reminders and creating this content has been a truly miraculous experience for me. It is It is reflecting in the external world um, in the form of better relationships, more peace of mind, um, healings in relationships, unification in family. And it's all really, really what I want and what I'm really grateful for. So, um, yeah, this stuff is good. Um, that's a little tangent from the talk today, but but it is true, and I think that's what the Course of Miracles, you know, really points at. And what one of the one of my favorite quotes from a course is: "Seek not to change the world, but seek instead to change your mind about the world." So it's an inside job, folks. It's um, you know, like she was saying, this alchemy of transfer transformation. You you learn to sit with the pain and the discomfort and the shadow stuff that comes up. And instead of trying to fix it on the outside, you, you transform those feelings within and you watch and you watch what happens uh, 
in the world around you. And, and it's really, I really, um, that's really a testimony to how that, that quantum perspective, um, Course in Miracles kind of perspective works instead of getting all uptight and try to fix it out there. Yeah. You go inside and it's really been working for me. Um, yeah, I just loved what Suzanne was saying about transforming the feelings and the alchemy of, of this transformation, the alchemy of just like allowing this shit in us, right? All this compost, but instead of trying to fix it and numb it, but to be with it. And I know that is some hard work sometimes because we are wired to change it. Even today, I was, I was feeling it, you know, and I, smoked a couple cigarettes, you know, it's like, cause that just kind of numbs it down. But, uh, to really sit in that fire and to let it pass. And, and, and I think in this day and age, it is important to create some space, whether it's in a retreat or some kind of a disciplined practice, but probably more like a retreat where you can go and just really have some time to go inside and rewire some of these patterns, which, um, further, um, further create, you know, more of this suffering, this uh, stagnant and solidified suffering, which we're all wanting to let go of. Andres and the Caro path and Suzanne and the, I love how she started right off the bat with some 5-MeO DMT uh, story. That is some that is just so cool that that kind of medicine is is becoming so widely accepted now. I just, I, um, one of the other names I'm reminded of regarding that medicine is Mike Tyson, who, if you've heard anything about this guy, man, I mean, besides the obvious that he bit Evander Holyfield's ear off and was a, you know, world famous boxer champion, but he was literally trained from a young age, from the age of 11 and hypnotized into just being a machine of, of hurt. And he would just be trained to hurt and dominate people. And that was his thing. And, and he grew up in, in hard conditions and he, and he kicked ass, you know, and he was 20, what was he, 21? He got the world uh, heavyweight boxing title and he just would walk into a room and just know he would decimate whoever it was there. And that was his, that was his MO, just hurt and destroy. Um, and after his career, you know, um, he, he had a five MEO DMT experience, which really, change things around for him. And, you know, now he says he doesn't even like looking at thinking about those days, you know, he's, he's, he's a new person and he's just into growing weed and smoking weed and, and, and being peaceful and, and, uh, promoting good works in the world. And, um, it's really a neat thing. Yeah. These medicines are powerful. And so when these medicines are combined with, with a mind training, it's just like, it's just like they dovetail into each other. They just they just fit. They complement each other so amazingly. So I can only imagine what a retreat would be like with David and medicine. I mean, how cool. How cool. Right on. Well, let's see here. I am off to the Singing Live Festival um, this week here. And it's going to be up in Oregon. It's uh, four days of just singing. And I wonder, I don't have a guests signed up for next week, but I wonder who I'm going to find maybe there, maybe before, maybe while I'm I'm gone, I'll do an interview or something. Um, that would be fun. Uh, otherwise, I will um, look forward to hearing any questions or comments on the um, email below. Also, 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 if you haven't hit the subscribe button, please do so, so that I can, we can move this 
conversation forward with the momentum that is required to help rewire the collective patterns of our neuro uh, what a neuroplasticity of our neural pathways so that we can create more peace and happy, um, happiness, um, have more unified families and uh, just, and just spread this joy. That is our inheritance, which is what we're all about here at the miracle soup. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. Look forward to our next episode and until then have a beautiful day.